This is Late Night Health. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next hour, the insane Daryl Wayne and I are going to tackle a couple of topics that I think are very important to us right now. During the second part of our show, we're going to talk about massage and how to do self-massage with some new devices that have been developed. And apparently the NFL is uh, in, in embracing this, uh, uh, which is really terrific. We'll be talking with Curtis uh, Kennedy about that and about his journey through cancer. Uh, during the first part of our show, uh, Faust Ruggiero is going to be joining us. He's an award-winning author with four decades in counseling. And we're going to talk about making America whole. Uh, Faust, welcome to uh, Late Night Health. Mark, thanks so much for inviting me. It, it, it is a pleasure to be here. I need to, to know, is America a puzzle piece right now? Are we in pieces? You know, we're not in pieces, Mark, but we are at a point where we're not working together. So are we a bit fragmented? I think so. Uh, division is there. Uh, we, could, we could be communicating a little better, I think. Uh, and, and and we need a plan that you know is going to help us move this nation forward. Uh, I'm not seeing that at the point. I'm not seeing leadership embrace that, and I'm seeing no leaders come forward who said who are willing to say, "Well, let me take the the reins on this thing. Let me move it forward." Because uh, if we don't have some type of plan and leaders to you know to enact that plan, I'm not sure which way we're going because we're going in a lot of different directions. During the last election and leading up to that, I thought the country was a puzzle piece. The divisiveness that we saw in this country led to fisticuffs within families. Uh, Somebody was pro-Biden, somebody was pro-Trump, somebody was against abortion, somebody was uh, uh, you know, in favor of abortion. And that is still continuing. In fact, people are still Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump. He is the president. He's not the president. When does it stop? And is this political or is this psychological? It's a little bit of everything, you know, and what you just said, you know, I look back and it started way back at when the, when Trump went and, and Clinton were running and Clinton had a you know and this is what really alarmed me she came out with that basket of deplorables thing and I said oh my God she's attacking people who are voting a different direction and that just it, it, it seemed to really and I don't, I don't want to you know accuse her of starting this but certainly it picked up uh, a force picked up traction while that happened then we saw it continue and we're not at a now at a point where it seems to be the norm that's the alarming part of this uh you know i say i'm this way you say you're that way and we probably are going to not only argue we're going to get personal with each other that's the concern violence is up we know that you know lots and lots of people are carrying weapons i mean i mean i'm in a store the other day and i see two people not just one two with guns that are visible and you know they have carry permits and what have you so Uh. and that you know and and one of the and i and i i was uh, in a city one day, and I saw that there, and I saw it here in, in a more local kind of you know, r- rural setting. So, you know, when you start, you start putting all the information together, 
uh, it gets to be very concerning. That's why I'm saying somewhere along the line, we have to start talking, but we need to be talking with a plan, not just talking. We have to have a plan that's going to move us forward. Is that plan from the political side or is that a plan that, you know, you as a psychologist with what, uh, 30 years in counseling and private practice should put together. Is that a, a personal plan or a countrywide plan? Yeah, you know, I, I have one that, that I've, we've been circulating, and it's really a template. No one's going to come up with the plan right now, but it's got to start. The question is, who is going to be doing it? And, and that answers the question you just asked. Is it political? Well, you're going to have to have leadership, uh, government leadership involved, I don't want, but not leading. You're going to have to have people that um, are, are well known enough and well trusted enough that they're willing to step in. And, and, and the goal is not to solve the problems. You're not going to do that. The goal is to put a, a communicative foundation under this nation so we begin to communicate in, in a respectful fashion, one that's more dignified. Uh, and, and we start saying, OK, let me listen to you. Let's put all this information without emotion. Let's put that together and arrive at solutions rather than having a solution which we've devised in our own mind and then going forward and trying to convince the next guy that that's what we should be doing. That never works. No one wants to be coerced into anything. We want to be able to arrive at, 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 at conclusions together. So we have to get we have to learn how to communicate together. We have to have leadership that's going to push that out there and say, this is how we're going to start uh, uh, communicating. Communication, obviously, is the key to society. I mean, husband and wife, husband, wife to kids, kids to the neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. But it seems to me that we have gone in such a crazy, crazy way. And I don't know if it's, you know, Hillary or Donald who started this. I have my own feeling. I think Donald did. But well, he certainly put a whole lot of fuel on the fire. <laughs> he sure did. A lot of a lot of wood in that uh, in that bonfire. And and it, it just, you know, America has been a world leader almost since we began in 1776. I was there. I remember I was in kindergarten, but in 1776, I was there. I I'm remember you, you stole my lunch. That's right. We were in the same <laughs> class. Daryl was one year behind us. Um, and I, I just, I can't believe all the little controversies that pop out you know, um, anti-people right now. Anti-Semitism is up. Anti-gay is up. Anti-Asian is, is up. Anti-black uh, and brown people are, are is up. Oh, my gosh. When will this end and can it? And that's where that's where I got with this. And it's not just the, the social things. It's it's age, you know, you, older people being discriminated against. It's religion. You know, it's everywhere. The, 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 it all boils down to the fact that we don't tolerate differences. We think we do. We really believe that somehow diversification, we're embracing it. That's a mirage. We're not doing that. Uh, it, Should we, we be we, doing that? 
oh my god yes and, and that doesn't mean you have to accept what the other person's doing it just simply means you have to stand back a little bit and listen because they're going to give you information that you don't have now what you do with that is your business but the very the very fact that we're willing to say all right let me hear what you have to say you you're going to have information i don't i don't have i may not like it but i don't have it you don't need to say well gee you know uh, I, I met this this person uh, he he or she is gay and i uh, gee i don't know i don't like that well how about you don't have to like that but can you give the person that per that's a person there can you give them the benefit of the doubt just to say yeah, you know, I don't need to to like what you like, but I can certainly like you as a person. Right. That's what that's where we want to go. We don't have to embrace the ideals. We have to embrace the people and let them have their own ideals just like we'd like to have. I think I need to come and talk to you about my wife. Um <laughs> the um uh, our guest is uh, the author Making America Whole: The Introduction of a Foundational and Actionable communicative plan to begin the nation's unification process. Uh, and that is uh, Faust Ruggiero. Uh, we're going to take some time out now. When we come back, we're going to ask about the psychological aspects of this unification, because I think, you know, this is late night health. Let's talk about the mental anguish that many people in America are suffering today. Uh, I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Be sure to join us at LateNightHealth.com. LateNightHealth.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. Late Night Help is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment.
If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything, from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. And as I said earlier, uh, be sure to join us at LateNightHealth.com. Uh, we'll have our guests uh, pretty picture uh, up on uh, on the site as well as uh, some more information about his new book he's he's you, you how many books uh Faust? this is the second of, uh, of a series of seven wow don't you find writing lonely you know i don't uh, i'm not one of these people that uh holds up and, and writes for a week or doesn't come out i write for about uh half hour then I take a break then maybe I go back I dictate I don't type because that would drive me crazy and 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 my copy editor would would be insane over the mistakes I made <laughs> got it I understand all right uh, let let's talk about the psychological aspects uh, we mentioned that you know violence is at a I, I don't know if it's at an all-time high but you know, not a day goes by that we don't hear about some tragedy. Uh, the the shootings in in Texas uh, several months ago, uh, uh, going back a couple of years, Columbine. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, what you said about being in a in a market or a store and having you know seeing two people with you know packing guns like gun smoke scares the living daylights out of me personally it did it did me when i saw you know and uh i know many uh, people who are officers and and i and i've talked about the displaying of the gun they said the worst thing you can do because not only does it put other people you know in a point you know in a, in a fear mode if you will what it does is that gun is exposed and somebody walks up behind you and may take your gun out of your holster and shoot you with it so you know it's 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 just bad all the way around. But it's the mentality that goes around. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, I grew up as you, I'm sure, where we left, we kept our doors open. We half time yeah. we didn't lock them at night. Cars were open. We never worried about such things. And now we're at a point where we have security systems in our home, and uh, you know, uh, 
the last, someone just told me that uh, weapon per, purchasing weapons was up 60%. And most of that is by women. So, you know, now we're seeing this whole internal protect mode. And you want to talk about psychological pressure. It's not that you're just in, in areas where you might have a problem. We're doing that to protect our homes. When we get to the point that we are uh, introducing such intense security measures to, to protect our own homes, that tells you where we are in the nation. I, uh, I remember years ago, um, I was on the air at a radio station and I made the statement that I believed in gun control. And I don't mean to be political here, but psychologically, I, I had somebody call me up and invite me to go to a, a shooting range. And I did. I went. And I was, first of all, uh, I met a couple of guys uh, uh, and they said, hi, Mark, how are you? It was and then they'd come back 10 minutes later and they'd say, Mark, let me show you the right way of holding that gun. And it, it was palatable. It was palatable. You could touch their, I don't know if their anger, but the, all I had to do is strap on that gun. So I was thinking to myself, let's all strap on guns. We just don't have firing pins, maybe. Um, it, it scared me. <laughs> and, and again, it's, it's that internal mechanism I'm so concerned about. We talk about the violence, we talk about guns, but you know what we don't talk enough about is what we're doing in our own brains. That dialogue, that internal dialogue has changed in the past five or six or seven years. And we're far more angry. Uh, and, and what we're telling ourselves every day, there's more fear being expressed internally, uh, you know, more anger and, and, and the negative uh, verbiage that we use internally. You know, that's the stuff that I'm concerned about, because it's one thing to see an overt change things are changing out there but when things are changing to the point internally that we are angry and it's like a pre-violent kind of a, a dialogue going on now we're in a, a you know very concerning uh, area in this in this nation we really need to be uh, again the communication is going to be essential where we, we can see examples of nice positive communication we're not seeing that everything we're seeing is negative and we're internalizing it. That's scary. Are people angry? Are, people I'm, are fearful. People are untrusting. They're critical. They're angry. It's all the negatives are, are, are they're increasing. I don't want to say this is where any epidemic, uh, you know, proportions here. However, we're not stopping. So, you know, you get to the point where everyone's working like that. And, you know, again, I, I say leadership and I don't ever mean I, I try not to criticize presidents. Their job is hard enough. But I don't hear this one saying, hey, folks, let's all get together and and, and let's, you know, we're, we're that nation. We used to hear that from presidents. We don't hear that from them anymore. Yeah, but we haven't heard that. I actually I have heard him say that, at least the feeling um, what what bothers me is that he could say something and people interpret it 12 different ways. And they did that with Trump. They did it with Clinton. They did it with, you know, Ford. They did it with everybody. It's 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 just part of the the routine, if you will. I agree with that. But, you know, I, I don't think it changes the responsibility of leadership to continue to say those things. You know, it's the old story. 
we can we can do the best we can and but then we have no control over what the other person is going to think and how they're going to react to that i just think we have to constantly keep putting the best foot forward so leadership and again i'm not going to put this on the president because uh, it's it's leadership people uh it, it's all the it, it's the people who who have a say who have influence those are the people you're looking for that have to start this but can do you, can, can you see uh um the governors of Texas or or Florida um, saying, "Oh, we didn't mean to send those people up to, you know," and and that's where it's escalating. Now, now you're getting where I'm at with this. It's escalating to that. We've got it started though, you know, because you're right. Can you see those people? My God, can you see people in some of the states in the country embracing diversity? Probably not. But that doesn't mean we look at that and say all right, they're not going to, why, why are we even, even bothering? Because we have to bother. If we don't, you know, we're going to continue to sink. We, ha- we, we never, you know, it's the old story. The only thing for evil to triumph is for good men, good men and women not to do anything. Right. And we, we have to get to a point where those of us that are willing to put that step forward and put ourselves on the line a little bit have to do so. And, we, and, and sooner or later, we'll, the influence, if the influence stays constant, some of those people are not going to be in office because even in those areas we're seeing, you know, uh, younger people coming in, newer ideas are going to come in. And it's important that we train our young people with the abilities to communicate and listen to other people. So we do move forward uh, doing things a little bit better than we are. Uh, As we wrap up our time together, Faust, what would you recommend that each person do every day i mean meditate talk go for a walk (laughs) what should we do to help bridge the gap and come together again you know it's a good question and the answer to it from my perspective is that we really need to learn how to retrain our bodies and our brains to do things in a more healthy positive fashion it's not going to happen overnight you know, if you're 50 years old and you've been doing things in a negative fashion all these years, you've trained your brain to go in one direction. It's a default for you. It's about conscious application of energy, conscious thought that says, I need to keep doing these things. If we're going to move the nation together, uh, move it forward, we need then as individuals to be able to embrace all of this. So well, it's- we're we are out of time, uh, and uh, I really I think you've got a good good message. The name of the book: Making America Whole: The Introduction of a Foundational and Actionable Communicative Plan to Begin the Nation's Unification Process. The what, the who, the how, and the when, by our guest Faust Ruggiero. Uh And Faust, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Look forward to another conversation. Well, that sounds great. Thanks for the invitation. Best to all of you. God bless. Thank you. All right. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. I love a good massage, and we're going to find out about that as Late Night Health continues.